What is up, everybody? This is episode two of Sports Talk with the Aliens. It's your boy Alex here. That's Esports Alien on Instagram. And my name's Quinn. I'm Sports Alien on Instagram. Uh, don't forget to tell them that's Sports Alien with a Z. Folks. Correct, with the Z. Can't forget the Z. <laughs> All right, so we're going to dive right into it. Week one was pretty eventful in the NFL. A lot of fun, nothing like having football back. Um, so Jimmy G was handed his first loss as the 49ers starter. Uh, the Vikings beat the 49ers 24-16. to Jimmy G did not play well. He was 15 for 33 for 261, one touchdown, three picks, and a 10.6 QBR. Um, guess I guess they can hold off on uh, inducting him into the Hall of Fame, as I saw somebody tweet. Yeah, I I figured his against that defense, it was gonna it was bound to happen. Uh, I didn't really think they had much of a shot at winning. It was pretty impressive. He started out his career, uh, was it like six or seven and zero or something like I think that? It was seven, seven and zero without losing. So you know, kudos to him for that. I still think he is going to be a great quarterback in this league. He has the potential. He was behind Tom Brady for all those years. So, you know, you can't stop, you can't really argue that uh, with that record and having that kind of knowledge behind Tom Brady and obviously what he did. Uh, pretty impressive, but like like I said, had to come to an end. Vikings uh, ended up winning that by eight points. Yeah, and Kirk Cousins making his debut with Minnesota as well. He threw two touchdowns for them. So I, th- I think Kirk Cousins is going to fit in nicely in Minnesota. And back to Jimmy G, I, I don't think he's... Uh, out of the picture by any means. I think it was just one game. It's kind of come back to earth for him. I think he's going to be a really good starter in this league for you know a couple years to come. Yeah, and Kirk Cousins actually finally getting a couple real weapons in Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen and uh, also uh, Mason Rudolph or Kyle Rudolph. Kyle my Rudolph. Bad. Yeah, I was thinking Steelers backup QB. And then you can't uh, forget they got that backfield's pretty stacked. Yeah, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Cook and Latavius Murray. So yeah. I, I think, and then like you mentioned, that defense is probably one of the Top best three, in the league. In my yeah, opinion, yeah, definitely. I, I think they're going to make a playoff run this year. Um, then you also got the Buccaneers. They shocked the Saints and screwed a lot of people in the Survivor Poll, including me. Uh, they beat the Saints 48-40. to Ryan Fitzpatrick lit it up in uh, the in absence of uh, Jameis Winston, who's suspended, what is it, four games? Yeah, it's four, the first four games uh, with that Uber incident. Yep, and Fitzpatrick lit it up for 417 with four touchdowns. He also threw in a rushing touchdown. Uh, what do you make about Fitzpatrick with that uh, major performance there, stepping up big time? I mean, I feel like with Fitzpatrick, he has games like this. Uh, he definitely has some weapons in Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson. They can still do it, even at, even with Deshaun Jackson being a little older. Mike Evans is obviously a stud. Uh, Fitz was just hitting his two best offensive targets, honestly, and uh, they were marching down the field like it was nothing. I mean, the Saints, I thought the Saints defense was supposed to be pretty good, but uh, evidently, they ended up giving up 48 points, and that game was super high scoring. I think it was a total of 88 points. Uh, that's a lot of points for an opening game, especially. Uh, you know the Saints could put up some good. points, but I would not have expected Ryan Fitzpatrick to put up 48. And uh, we, well, I had the Saints defense in the one fantasy league, and then the team we co-managed, we also had the Saints defense, so was not a good look for them to start the season, that's for sure. No, not at all. And also not to spread fake news, uh, Winston only suspended three games, by the way. Three games, okay. All right, so, well, do you think Fitzpatrick can take that job? I, I don't think so. If he puts up clean numbers for the first three games, I'd kind of find it hard to put Winston right back in. 
but the, the the game or two that he has a bad game, one or two bad games, I'd say, and I'd throw uh, Jameis back in there. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough if they're 3-0 and and then Winston comes around and Fitzpatrick's exactly. been lighting up. He's got a, Fitzpatrick has a tough test this week against the defending Super Bowl champion Eagles. Uh, we'll get to that game later on. Uh, moving on, Baltimore looked really nice. Uh, they absolutely demolished the Bills 47-3. to Obviously, uh, the Bills had Nathan Peterman as a starter, and he was absolutely terrible. And did they go to Josh Allen at some point in that game, I believe? Yeah, he ended up coming in. Um, obviously, not a hot start for Nathan Peterman. Uh, he was horrible throwing the ball again. He had two interceptions, only had like 25 yards passing at halftime. It's just unacceptable. I'm surprised that they kept him in as long as they did, to be honest. He ended up uh, statistically being 5 of 18, 24 yards total with two picks. And Josh Allen was 6 of 15, 74 yards. No picks, no interceptions, obviously. Uh, well, there's really nowhere to go but up from uh, Peterman's performance. You know, point seven QBR. That's not going to cut it. Five for 18 and two two uh, picks. No, and you know what? The Bills are probably going to end up being one of the NFL's worst teams this year. Well, Sean McCoy needs to show up as well. He only had 22 rushing yards. Uh, and Zay Jones looks to be their, one of their best receivers that they have on the team, and he only had three catches for 26 yards in that game. So overall, just really horrible performance by the Bills. Uh, I do expect them to put up a couple more points than three this week, but I, I just think that they're going to end up being, if not uh, the worst, one of the worst teams in the NFL this year. See, I think things could definitely be bad in Buffalo, but I don't think they're as bad as you think. This is a team that made the playoffs last year with Tyrod Taylor under under center, and it's not like Tyrod Taylor's a stellar quarterback by any means. Uh, I think if Josh Allen can, you know, get his groove, which it's gonna gonna be tough. He might he might never adjust, but if he can just be a game manager, I, th- I mean, they have a lot of the same players. I think they can. Uh, I don't know if they're gonna make the playoffs, but I really don't think they're gonna be one of the worst teams in the league. But if they play anything like they did against Baltimore this weekend, then I think you're right. Um, on the Baltimore side of the ball, though, Joe Flacco looked really good. 25 for 34, 236 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, no interceptions. And something else the Ravens did that I thought was kind of interesting, they they brought a couple of those, you know, I don't know if you want to call it trick plays or whatever. They had Lamar Jackson out on the field a lot. He actually threw four passes, completed one for 24 yards. I think that's an interesting dynamic to look at for Baltimore going forward. Yeah, I, I like that they have Lamar back there, too. They can throw him in, and, you know, anytime they put him in there, he's obviously going to be a th- – uh, it's kind of like a dual threat because they could use him as a decoy in a sense as well and just have Fl- uh, Flacco just, you know, keep throwing down the field or whatever. Just ha- him having in the game – having him in the game can make a difference in itself, in my opinion, so. Absolutely. Uh, so moving on, then, we had uh, – this was one of our key matchups that we were looking at uh, during the last last week's episode – uh, it was Deshaun Watson coming back from his injury against the Patriots, and it was a pretty good game. Uh, the Patriots ended up winning 27-20. to Deshaun didn't look too hot, 17-34, of one touchdown, one interception. Nah, he didn't start off that game hot. First half, he didn't, have, he didn't really do much at all. I think he's going to rebound. I mean, it's tough to come back your first game and play against Tom Brady and the Patriots. So uh, The thing is, that is kind of worrisome for Texan fans is the Patriots' defense was not very good uh, last year, and I don't think they've improved much this season. So they were able to put up 20 still, but Deshaun's got to be better. I think if he plays like his normal self, they could have won that game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they were playing catch-up essentially the, that whole entire game. 
obviously Tom Brady at home. Uh, last year they lost the opener. This year uh, they rebounded. I honestly did think the Texans were going to be able to take this, but Deshaun definitely needed to have a stronger start to that game. Unfortunately, he didn't. Uh, Tom Brady and the Patriots 1-0, Texans 0-1. I'm not too surprised there that the Patriots ended up winning that game and covering. So, And Texans have a big uh, divisional matchup this week against the Titans, so we'll keep an eye on Deshaun in that one. Uh, and then the last game we're going to take a look at is uh, the AFC West matchup last week between the Chiefs and the Chargers. Uh, I had the Chargers as my uh, lock of the week last week, I believe. Or was it no, I, I did. I had the Chargers, I think, minus three. I was confident in that. They ended up losing by ten, so... Uh, Patrick Mahomes lit it up for the Chiefs, 256 yards and four TDs. Tyreek Hill looked like a freak of nature, 169 yards and two touchdowns, also a 91-yard punt return touchdown. Um, are the Chiefs for real? Um, you know what? I think it's too early to tell, but there's definitely pot- potential there. They have <clears throat> a good uh, big three, I'd say, with Patrick Mahomes, Kareem Hunt, and Tyreek Hill. Uh, his speed, Tyree Kill's speed is just ridiculous. There's not too many people in the league that are going to be able to keep up with it. So I think you're going to see a bunch of these explosive plays throughout the season. Uh, he obviously, like you said, he had three total touchdowns. And if you, if you watch any of the, the touchdowns, his, the, the gap between him and the defenders was just ridiculous. Uh, pretty much on any, every touchdown, he just, that speed is just next level. And it's, so hard to contain and, and to cover. So uh, I think that they can put up a winning season this year, potentially. But we'll, uh, time will have to tell on that one. Well, if they play like that, they're going to put up a winning season and then some. They have a tough test this weekend against our Steelers. So uh, obviously we hope hope the Steelers can pull it out. But I think it's going to be a pretty good game as it was last year. I forget what it was, 16-9 to or something. Some kind of weird score. Um, I forget the score last year. I think it was a little bit higher scoring than that. But, um, yeah, overall, I think the Chiefs, like I said, they, they have potential to be good this year. So we'll see. And moving on to uh, some impressive rookies from week one. Uh, just a couple notable ones here. Uh, Saquon Barkley for the Giants. Uh, for the most part, he was stacked up. Not to interrupt, it was 19-13 last year. Oh, yeah, okay, bothering my fault. me. But the Steelers. Okay, yeah, you out. were right. My bad. I thought it was a little higher scoring for some oh, reason. I thought it was 19-12 or 9. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, screw it. Um, so 19-13 last year. Uh, only won by 6. Uh, Saquon Barkley, like I was saying. Uh, New York Giants versus the Jags. Uh, m- highly anticipated debut. Um, what did you think of Saquon Barkley? I uh, broke off that one big run that I think ended up padding his stats for the most part. Yeah, um, and that's the thing. I mean, he, he looked obviously very good on that run. But if you... Uh, if you take that run away, it's not that good of a day for him. I, I don't. I mean, he he looked nice, and that's a tough Jacksonville defense to put up 106 yards and a touchdown and break a 68 yarder on. Um, really helped keep his team in it with that play there, and I think that's going to be a key for the Giants moving forward is getting getting Saquon, getting OBJ in situations where they can make plays because unfortunately, I don't think Eli Manning has it anymore. Uh, I don't think he's going to be able to just you know work him down the field like he once was. I think he's going to have to find Saquon maybe on those screens or those checkdowns. Uh, OBJ coming across the middle of the field, even on a wide receiver screen, and let them make the plays for him uh, if the Giants won't have any success. Yeah, and that run, his touchdown run was a 68-yarder, so if you take that away, I mean, he only ends up with like a little over 40 yards on the day. 
Um, you know, so for the most part, he was contained, but ended up with a pretty nice stat line with uh, the 106 yards and the touchdown there. Um, and then moving on to Sam Darnold, what did you think about his debut? The first pass obviously wasn't too pretty, but as soon as I saw that pass, I felt really bad for Jets fans because they've endured a lot over the last couple of seasons. And yeah. I thought, oh, here we go. I mean, you you know, it's just one play, but when your rookie quarterback comes out and throws a pick six on his, you know, first play. In the regular season, it's not a good look for you. And it probably, you know, I'm thinking, okay, this guy's confidence is shattered. And then I believe he waltzed him down the field as soon as he came back out there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he ended up uh, with a, a really pretty pass to Robbie Anderson uh, for his first career touchdown. Uh, it was one-on-one coverage. Robbie Anderson went up and got it. Uh, he did lead the ball pretty nice to Anderson to give him that nice uh, one-on-one matchup. And Anderson ended up coming down with the ball as he's – Pretty stud receiver, in my opinion. I think he's a little underrated. Uh, just gets into a little bit of trouble, like he did this offseason. Yeah, he did. He was the very next drive after that. Um, or no, it wasn't. It was a couple drives it later. Was a, yeah. Okay, yeah, it was a few drives later. But, yeah, I mean, he, he did his job. I mean, 16 for 21, only five only five incompletions. Only four after that interception. I mean, that's, that's really all you can ask for, especially – especially when the defense can play the way it did. I mean, they got a little help. The Lions looked absolutely horrible. Matt Stafford, one of the highest-paid players in the league, uh, is putting up a line with one touchdown and four interceptions. That's not going to cut it. He's he's one of a couple uh, veteran quarterbacks that looked less than stellar in uh, week one. So we'll see how the Lions rebound from that, and uh, we'll see how Darnold goes moving forward. Yeah, and, and just one more thing from that game. Matt Stafford uh, confirmed trash, to be honest. I saw saw some type of stat on Twitter. I believe he has like a six and fifty two record against teams that have above five hundred uh, winning percentage. Just throwing that out there. I know that the yeah, Jets were a zero. He made zero, that but. kind of money, and he's not. He's making this the kind of money he's making. I don't even know what his contract is. I know he's one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, he's some hot and garbage. Honestly, he has never won a playoff game. So I don't know what's going on in Detroit. He does have a bunch of fourth quarter comebacks, but that's yeah. mainly because they're always coming from behind. So I mean, I think Matt Stafford's a pretty good player. One thing Detroit's never done is they never have a running game ever. And I cannot remember the last like what was that guy's name Kevin Smith or something they had like a decade ago. That's the last time I remember the Detroit Lions having a running game. Um, that's something that you would think they might want to try to work on. They have uh, they have Legarrette Blunt this year, or is that somebody else? Yeah, they have Legarrette Blunt this year, but yeah, he's so he's I mean, aging, so you know. We'll see. I I don't think they're going to do much this year, anyways. They've got the Vikings and the Packers in their division, so uh, we'll see. But yeah, they they looked horrible, and Stafford looked horrible. Yep, and uh, moving on to the last rookie that we're going to highlight here from Week One, uh, Denzel Ward, fourth overall pick from the Cleveland Browns. Uh, the surprisingly decent-looking Cleveland Browns on defense. Uh, so some of those high draft picks are starting to show up. Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward. Uh, Denzel Ward had six tackles, and he had two interceptions. Uh, that's really impressive for a debut, I'd say. Uh, wasn't expecting that, but he is a fourth overall pick, so you expect him to make those kind of plays. Maybe not two picks, but at least you know the one, even just one would have been great, in my opinion. What did you think about Denzel Ward's play? Yeah, I mean, he uh, he definitely was opportunistic. Uh, I think both of those were kind of just he had no choice but to make the play because it was so easy. The one, uh, Roethlisberger's forced it to A.B. in, what, triple coverage, I believe there was at least three or four guys around him. Yeah. Kind of went right toward mm-hmm. nothing really A.B. could have done there. And then the other one was on a tip. So, again, 
not to knock him or anything. I mean, six tackles, yeah, two right place picks, at the right a, time. That's a good start, and I mean, being in the right place at the right time, you can make a career like that. So, uh, we did see him come back down to earth when AB uh, made that great that great catch. With, I believe it was what seventeen yards or something like that. Yeah, and uh, Ward was covering AB on that play. Uh, he had great coverage on AB, but you, but it's you AB, throw it up I to mean, AB. I mean, he's the goat, so he's going to yep. come down with it. But not to take any uh, spotlight away from him. Uh, he had a great rookie debut, and so did Darnold and Barkley. So those are uh, the three probably most impressive rookie debuts that we noticed. Yep, and the thing about the Browns too, I th- I think they easily win that game if uh, you know if Tyrod Taylor isn't the one under center. I think Baker Mayfield would have been able to capitalize there, but who knows? I- I'm sure Baker's going to get a chance some sometime down the line here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so moving on, what it did was you a twenty-two th- yard catch by AB? By the way, okay, got the numbers here. Moving on, what did you think about uh, Aaron Rodgers in that Monday night football game or Sunday night football game? My bad. Well, just like I have in our notes here, Aaron Rodgers with the lit ass comeback. Uh, he left the game with a was it his left leg? I believe. Some, yeah, he, had, he, had, he had a knee injury. Yeah, yeah, something going on with his left knee, and I mean, people in Green Bay and. <laughs> Collinsworth on the broadcast, people, it's all the talk is up. The season's over. Green yeah. Bay's done. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're done. were they down 20-0 to at the time that he left? I don't think it was that bad. No, not when he left. Uh, halftime score, I believe, read 20-0. Yeah, so we're at halftime 20-0. to Bears, Trubisky's looking good. Uh, Khalil Mack having himself a game and a half in his Raiders. Worth debut, every penny. Uh, in his Bears debut. Um, then third quarter, it's somewhere a little bit above nine minutes left. Uh, you hear the crowd start cheering. Aaron Rodgers is back. He ends up leading leading them out. Uh, back, again, they were down twenty to zero. He ends up leading them back twenty four to twenty three for the win. Um, and you can't say enough about the guy. I mean, we've seen him do stuff like this uh, time and time Rogers. again. Exactly, and this might have been one of his best performances ever. And he definitely made a case for that MVP that we both picked him for on the last episode. Oh, absolutely. I think he has a great chance to win MVP if uh, he can stay healthy. Uh, he is going to try to play this week on that uh, injured leg. Uh, obviously, I, he did say he was going to play after the game. He probably will. Uh, so we'll see what he can do uh, this week against the tough Vikings defense. I, I honestly think it's going to be pretty tough if he is indeed still hurt. So. Yeah, and he uh, was, as Collinsworth noted, he wasn't able to put any weight on that left leg. Mm-hmm. He was pretty much playing on one leg. So, I mean, that's another testament to, to that guy's uh, oh, I mean, his competitive spirit and his talent. And uh, Devontae Adams also questionable going into this Sunday, so that'll be interesting to see if they both take the field for the pack or not, because otherwise I think it's going to be a long day for them. Yep, absolutely. So uh, we talked a little bit on the last episode about the Odell Beckham versus Jalen Ramsey matchup. Uh, I think we both said Jalen was going to put the clamps on him. Um, OBJ ended up with a nice stat line here, 11 receptions, 111 yards. Uh, didn't score, but I think it's safe to say OBJ won that matchup. Yeah, and uh, he wasn't covering, guarding him the whole time. I think I saw a stat. He was like 63 yards or 66 yards when covered, he gave up one yeah. covered by Jalen. Uh, still, you probably thought he'd clamp him down a little bit more than that. Uh, Odell's tough, though. Even if he just gets a uh, little open space, he's going to take it up the field. He just has that uh, top-level t- top speed and top talent speed obviously is he's one of the best in the league and uh it's pretty obvious why uh so he pretty great debut for him coming back from injury overall uh i don't know who would you say won that matchup if, if you had to say 
if you had to pick one. Oh, like I said, I mean, just looking at the numbers, Odell, but it, I, I had not heard that about Jalen only covering him for 60-some yards. I mean, Jalen's team won at the end of the day, so it doesn't really matter who won this matchup, but... Uh, yeah, one I mean, they're one. both immensely talented players. Something's going to give. I mean, we saw AB put two touchdowns up on Ramsey before. Um, I I think there's just a certain level where there's certain receivers that it's tough for anybody to cover one-on-one. So, no knock on Jalen, but uh, OBJ's a hell of a player, so I think he definitely won that matchup. But I, I think Jalen's fine giving up that sat line to him as long as the Jags ended up winning. Yeah, and Jalen really, and Odell, uh, Odell said he's not really going to be barking back too much this year. Uh, he showed that this week. Saw Saquon uh, get into it with Jay Saquon and Ramsey. Yeah, they got into each other's face uh, after Saquon uh, shouldered Ramsey at the uh, going towards the out of bounds uh, on the far sideline. Uh, I was pretty funny uh, to see them crap talking. But uh, yeah, moving on to the Steelers versus the Browns. Uh, what would you think about that tie? Well, as a Steeler fan, it's extremely disappointing to see the way the team played for the most part. Uh, I mean, I I think Ben was the biggest disappointment for me, but I mean, we saw last year he started off shaky. Not this shaky, but he. I think he definitely still has that ability within him, uh, you know, to lead the team. And he just missed some throws that he normally doesn't miss. Also made some bad decisions that your veteran quarterback can't be making. But a bright spot for the Steelers are you had James Conner filling in for obviously Le'Veon Bell, who has yet to report. Uh, Connor's line, 31 carries, 135 yards, and two touchdowns on the ground. And I know he chipped in through the air as well. I don't know the exact numbers on that, though. Yeah, he had close to 190 total over y- overall yards. So. Yeah, so he looked good. I mean, there's I, I know there's a handful of times I saw him catching out of the backfield. So you love to see that from him. Yeah, five receptions, 57 yards. So. Yeah. So, I mean, he did a nice job uh, filling, it, filling that void of Le'Veon Bell there. Um, I haven't heard anything as far as if he's coming back. If he's due back this week, or what his plan is, have you heard any? Uh, yeah, he he didn't he uh, didn't arrive for the team bus again, so uh, so he will not be he will not he will Sunday. not be playing again this this week, correct? All right, um, but yeah, I mean that game overall pretty much a shit show. The Steelers played really bad, and luckily for them, so did the Browns. Uh, Steelers had six turnovers. Big Ben threw three picks. Usually, when uh, you're uh, minus five on the turnover margin, you're not gonna not gonna. When, not going to tie the game, let alone win the game. So they were very fortunate to come away with a tie, in my opinion, although it feels like a loss against that Cleveland team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and moving on, for, oh, and then we had, obviously, Chris Boswell uh, missing that 42-yarder in overtime. A uh, little surprising to me. Uh, he's pretty much money from that distance and pretty much any distance, uh, essentially. Uh yeah, I'm not really worried about Boswell. He's a hell of a player. He's he's makes clutch kicks when you need to. I say nine out of time, nine out of ten times he hits that. Uh, the rain might have been a factor, a little bit of a high snap. So we'll let him slide on that one. Being that he won for, what was it four or five games with his toe for us last last season. Yeah. Um, then again, the Steelers very fortunate. Zane Gonzalez had the uh, OT winner for the Browns, blocked by uh, T.J. Watt, who had a hell of a game with four sacks. So we'll see. Uh, Moving on to next week, I think the Steelers have a really tough test against Kansas City. And uh, Cleveland, I believe, is going to get absolutely smacked by the Saints, who are probably a little bit upset that Ryan Fitzpatrick just let them up for four touchdowns. Yeah, that, that should be a pretty big wake-up call for them this week. Um, we'll, we'll see how they can respond. I, I don't think the Browns are going to be able to hold that high-power offense down. Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. Drew Brees, uh, those three right there just put up big numbers. Good fantasy players as well. 
All right, so that's uh, it for our recap of last week. A little bit of news here. Uh, David Johnson, the Cardinals running back, signed a three-year extension. It's $32 million and $30 million of it's guaranteed. Deserving of that? or? Uh, I mean, injured last year. I uh, didn't have the greatest game last week. He did have a touchdown. Didn't put up the, the regular yardage we're used to seeing there, but it is his first week back. Uh, the Cardinals are going to stink this year, unfortunately, for him. Uh, but... I, th- I think he deserved the money. Um, it's not a ridiculous contract. I don't see that, and I'm like, wow, he got that that amount of money. You know what I mean? So, uh, I I think he was deserving of, of the contract. Uh, hopefully, he can stay healthy for the Cardinals' sake. Right, I agree. I think he definitely deserved it. Uh, it's kind of a risk, in my opinion, for that team. Uh, you know, with him coming off the injury, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, I I, I agree with you. I do think the Cardinals are going to be horrible this year, so it's going to be tough for him to get going. I really don't think they're going to have much of a passing attack under Sam Bradford. Um, but David Johnson can be their guy, just like Zeke Elliott's a guy in, in Dallas. He's just going to be their workhorse. I think they're going to give him the ball as much as they can, and that's probably their best chance of winning as well. Yeah, yep, and I agree with that. Uh, All right, so we're going to move on here, uh, do our picks for this week. Last week I went 4-1, and one, you went 3-2. and two. So we're going to start off with tonight's game, which I don't believe has kicked off yet. Yeah, it started. It did? Mm-hmm. Okay, has, has anybody scored? No, uh, looks like the Bengals are about to score. It looks like they're reviewing a A.J. Green touchdown, so Ravens just serious? turned it over. What yep. a joke. All right, well, that's nice. Uh, Ravens at Bengals, I don't care about that. The Bengals are fucking trash, and I'm still picking the Ravens. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I went with the Ravens as well, um, so that's going to be my pick for this week, I think. Uh, Flacco and the boys can get it done this this week, even in uh, the Bengals' home field. Great pick, guys. Hold this L. Preview this matchup a little bit in regards to Ryan Fitzpatrick, but we've got the defending Super Bowl champion Eagles uh, in Tampa Bay facing Fitzpatrick and the Buccaneers. Yeah, um, I got the Buccaneers for, for this game. They are an underdog. Uh, I'm kind of riding off their performance from last week. Uh, probably a lot of people are going to think that when, once I say that. Uh, I kind of am, but at the same time, if Fitzpatrick can just play average uh, and get the ball to his big guys, Evans and uh, this speedy guy, Deshaun, uh, I think they have a good chance to, to win this game. Um, Nick Foles is starting again for the Eagles. Uh, he won last week. I don't know if he can uh, start out 2-0, and but uh, Eagles defense is pretty good, so we'll see how this one goes. What about you? Um, I do not think there's any chance Fitzpatrick can do what he did last week against the Eagles defense, and I think it's Nick Foles that just needs to play average for the Eagles to win. Um, I think they're going to win pretty handily. I might actually take them this week. Um, Moving on, we got the Vikings at the Packers, which is another one that we uh, discussed a little bit. I think uh, this is actually probably the toughest pick of the week, even straight up. Um, I like the Packers. We're going to see, obviously, if, if uh, Rodgers doesn't play, I would like the Vikings, but i I got to go with the pack, cause especially because Rodgers himself said he's going to play. So, Yeah, uh, for me, I'm going to have to go with the Vikings. Um, injured Aaron Rodgers, uh, that's, what he did last week was very impressive, uh, with, and also maybe injured Devontae Adams, uh, both of them playing with an injury uh, against this defense. I don't know if the uh, – Packers are going to be able to do what they did last week, if especially if they get behind. And if Kirk Cousins can put up uh, similar numbers compared to last week, I think Vikings are going to end up taking this one. Uh, so that's my pick. 
All right, and then uh, for our fourth matchup of this week, we have an AFC Championship rematch between the Patriots and the Jaguars. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Jaguars in this one. Uh, so two underdogs so far. I think the Jags are going to get revenge from last year's AFC Championship game. They got so close to hanging that to to get in, to point that one out, but uh, obviously it's the Patriots, and who can be surprised that they ended up winning that game? So I'm I'm going to go with the Jags and that that defense. I think they they want that revenge. All right, I got the Patriots again uh, over the Jags here. I I don't think that Blake Bortles can play well enough to beat Tom Brady, and I don't think there's a defense that can stop Tom Brady, no matter regardless of how good the Jaguars' defense is. If there was one, it would probably be them. Um, there's certain teams that know how to play Tom Brady. I don't know if the Jaguars are one of them, um, and for that reason, I'm going with the Pats. Okay, uh, moving on. Uh, Seahawks versus the Bears this week. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bears. I think Mitch Trubisky is going to play just like he did last week. He had a fair game, I thought. Uh, I think he can maybe step it up a little bit better. Uh, but without Doug Baldwin uh, for Russell Wilson, that's his literally his number one target. He's not going to have him for a couple games. And their, de- their depleted defense compared to a couple years ago. Uh, just, I just think the Bears are going to end up getting it done. I think Khalil Mack's going to eat. So, I agree with you for the same reason. Um, I think... The Bears' defense is going to destroy that. Uh, the The Bears' front seven is going to destroy that Seattle line, which has been terrible for the last couple of years. And I think it's going to be a long day for Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Okay, and moving on for the lock of the weeks or lock of this week, who do you who do you got as your lock of the week? There's actually a lot of games I like this week. Um, you know, we were talking about that uh, Texans minus two against Tennessee. Panthers plus six against Atlanta. Those are all games that I would take. And again, this is not financial advice. This is just what we think. Um, my lock of the week, though, is the Patriots minus one against the Jaguars. Uh, that's basically, I mean, that is straight up unless they tie, uh, which I don't think that's going to happen. I, I'd pick the Patriots to win the game, and I, I don't think there's any way that they don't. Okay, my lock of the week is going to be the Rams over the Cardinals. Uh, they're 13-point favorites. I think that they're going to end up stomping the Cardinals. This is for covering the spread. Yeah. So you're thinking they're cover, you're locking them in to cover 13? I'm, I'm locking them in to cover 13. I, I think that the Rams are just that much better of a team. I think they're going to end up winning by 24 to 30 points, to be honest. So I think um, it's, right. it's a big, it's a big a... spread, it is. But I would still say that the Rams, if, if you had a... If, if you had to say, I think it's going to be yeah, I mean, at if, least a two touchdown. If score. someone told me they're going to shoot me if I didn't pick this spread correctly between the Rams and the Cardinals, I would definitely say the Rams. I just I don't like touching games. Minus seven kind of scares me sometimes. I mean, there's situations where I'll hit it. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just it's stupid for me to be that way. But anything minus ten and above, I usually stay away from. Um, there's just too much that can happen. I mean... A team, there's teams that go up big and then they take their foot off the gas pedal and the other team crawls crawls back into the game. They get a garbage time touchdown. Um, but again, I, I, if I had to pick, I would definitely say you're right. I, I do think the Rams are going to cover. But uh, anyways, that's going to do it for Sports Talk with the Aliens Episode 2. We appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully uh, with some extra money in our pockets when we hit some bets. Yep, signing off. This is uh, Sports Alien with a Z. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in. And I'm Esports Alien.
spelled with an S like normal. And we'll Thank you guys very much. See you guys for uh, episode three. Take care.